I just want to tell you what's coming up a little bit, some stuff we're working on so that you know what to pray about. Look at the person next to you and say, we've got to pray just to make it today. So we've got to pray about this stuff because this is where the Lord is leading us, but we need the Lord's hand to lead us and guide us and show us how to do it, right? So we need to expand. If we're going to put a 2,500-seat sanctuary and our facilities that we have in mind, we're going to need the 7.7 acres next door to us. So the guy wanted 1.1 million for it. He gave it. He said, "I'll give it to you for a million. And then I said, "Maybe I'll give you 550." And now he's at 625. And now there's another lady that got into the mix who she actually has the mortgage on the property and really likes me, and she wants me to have the property. And so she's trying to work a deal out where we don't have to go through the banks, but we can get this property. But we've got to pray, amen, because the pastor has got some people in his church that are real estate agents, and they're telling him to sell it for buku money. But he's got the heart for God, and so he needs to get a kingdom perspective and see what we're doing and get on board. Kingdom stuff, kingdom business, amen. We are on nine acres of property right here, and we also own another eight acres of property at the back here. And we, w- we have got a plan to... <laughs> God's got some stuff coming up, and we need more space. To put the complex that we want to put on here, if we're going to have 2,500 seats, you need four or five parking bays. No, you need one parking bay for every five people. So you're going to need 600, five, 600 parking bays. 600 parking bays is like three to four acres of property, just roads and parking. Are you with me? And so we need more space just for parking. So that's something that we're looking at. So we'll have a total of 25 acres. Another thing that we're going to do here in the future is we're going to build a high school of the performing arts. This is the building we want, okay? This building is this old St. Anastasia building that's on like 30-something street and Orange Avenue in Fort Pierce. And that building got hit by a hurricane. The roof came off, and it sat open to the elements. The inside is atrocious. I don't know how much money it's going to take, but the last thing I heard, they were saying it needs $4 million to renovate the inside. So we're going to take a look at it. We really want this building because it sits in the Peacock Art District, and they are redeveloping downtown Fort Pierce. And this piece of property is coming up for bid. We're going to submit a RFP or a proposal as to what we're going to do with the property. There are funds available from the city to help develop it, but we need to see what God wants to do. Amen? That would be an epic building, a historical landmark for us to put an arts, a high school of the arts. Right? But look, if this doesn't work out, we'll put a high school right here on the property, and either way... Right? Then this beautiful lady is Savannah's mom. (laughs) And we are currently working on her paperwork to bring her over here. Um, She's been working in Bible colleges for about 20 years. She's built them. She's managed them. She's taught in them. She's been on a board uh, 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 of... um, 
Fusion Bible Institute in South Africa. And their vision, Fusion Bible Institute, they've been reaching young adults and adults with Bible colleges. But it was a vision in their heart to create something for the younger generation. And so here we come along. We connect with Havana and connect with her mom. Her mom came over two years ago. We sat down. We spoke about what we wanted to do. She came over again. We continued talking. And so now we're starting to put plans together to build a biblical curriculum from K through 12th grade for our Pure Academy, right? <laughs> biblical foundations in our school. And then we're also looking at launching a Pure University. And Pure University is going to be a place where you can get your biblical foundations. We're going to get the DNA of who we are. And then we're going to get everybody their licenses for whatever license they need. It's going to be like a trade school for teachers, for educators, for camp counselors. We're going to get director's credentials, and we're going to get them their RBT credentials, and we're going to get them their 45 hours through DCF, and we're going to get them all behavioral training and whatever else they need, and we're going to equip our teachers to make an impact in the lives of the next generation. Amen? And then if you want to be a chef, because, you know, we're going to need chefs to cook in the kitchen, well, you can go through the school and become a chef. And go train in the kitchens that we have here. Amen. We're going to open a hair salon for kids on the property. We're going to have our own beauty salon. So if you want to become, you want to go through cosmetology, that's fine. You come through Pure University and then you go to the cosmetology and you practically learn how to do stuff. You don't need to go to the Bible, to whatever college down the road and spend $40,000 and get into debt and then come out of there not having a job. No, we'll give you on the hand, hands-on training. And when we open the next center, you'll be the next one in line to run that shop. Are you with me? We, we ain't playing games. Amen? Let me tell you what we've already built over the last 14 years. We've built the preschool. We built VPK, before and after school care. We have summer, winter, spring camps. We have the Beanards Performing Arts Program. We have Project Rock Out of School Suspension Program. We have Pure Academy K through 8th grade. We have a CIT Counselor and Training Program, which is a job preparation program for high school students. And we have just launched, just launched. We've taken 6,000 square feet at our Port St. Lucie location. We're renovating it currently, and we have just launched the beginnings of our Destiny Dream Center. The Destiny Dream Center is a place for students that cannot function in a normal school environment, right? For kids with autism, behavioral issues, with social issues. And we want to make sure that we help these students get off medication. Because that's the only solution that the doctors have is to put you on meds to control your kids. And we're done with it, amen? We're going to see this generation set free. And Ms. Kathy is with us, and she's going to be running that. And we're super excited to have you on board. Amen. And so these are some things that are coming up that we are getting ready for. All right. Now watch this. This is what we have. I was doing some numbers, right? We have two locations. We're going to be working with 550 students every single day in all our programs. We had 350 kids with us over summer camp. Right? Summer camp was our junior camp 
It was our kids' camp, it was our teen camp, and it was our performing arts camp. 350 students. We have 53 staff members. We're going to serve 95,000 lunches. Just lunches. Imagine our two kitchens producing 100,000 meals. That's just lunch. We're not talking about breakfast and we're not talking about snack. So far this year, from January, we've calculated roughly 1,520 salvations. People that we have led to the Lord. And we've already broken 4 million in revenue, and we're going to head for 5 million. Amen? We have 33,000, what do we have in square feet? We have 34,500 square feet of space on 18 acres, and we're looking to take another 7.7 acres this year. Amen? And so we're going to continue to grow. We're going to continue to make an impact, right? So in 2005, the Lord gave me a word, and the Lord said to me, I'm going to restore your family. You're going to start a business. You're going to expand the business. You're going to build a home debt-free. That's our house being built right now. And then he told me we're going to have an international ministry, and the Lord showed me a ministry hub that would reach the world. Amen? And so what we're doing is we're getting ready to launch Club Pure South Africa. And we're going to this little spot right here. It's called Peter Maritzburg. Say Maritzburg. Yeah, Maritzburg. So Peter Maritzburg, the population there is just over a million people right now. There's 318 schools in that, uh, what do they call them, states? They're not states. Provinces. And 34% of the youth of the nation, 30% uh, of the population of the nation is youth. So there's about 352,000 youth in that city. In that, in that place. And so our friends, you see that shopping center right there? So our friends have acquired that shopping center. This is another picture of Peter Maritzburg. It's really cool. It's KwaZulu Natal. It is the place of the Zulu. Shaka Zulu. I always say Shaka Zulu. You know, maybe that's why we're going to Natal. All right. And so this is Pastors Ashley and Melanie, right up here on the top left-hand side, and their little baby girl, Olivia. And so we are on their church board. About one and a half years ago, they asked us to come on board with them, and the, the Lord had called them to start a church. And the Lord gave them this shopping center. And there's, you know, obviously they've got their church and everything, but there's all this extra space on the inside of the shopping center. We've got about 4,500 square feet of indoor space. And there's another 10 bays attached to it that as people move out, we could expand into more if we needed to. And then there's a 1.2-acre lot on the outside on the back of the property, right? And so we're looking, Misty and I are going over there in October, and we're currently working on the paperwork, and we're getting ready to launch Club Pure South Africa. And so... What I think is really, really cool is that the word of the Lord to me was once our house was built, international ministry would open up, and suddenly this has opened up. Pastor Gideon called me from Kenya, and he said to me, um, you know, we are planning to put a well in Turkana, 
this well is going into a region that is it is a, like a tribal area, and it's very dry. People have to walk miles to get water, and the water they get isn't even clean. Who saw the videos of the outreach that we had done? We sent about $10,000 over there to give people water. We fed 3,500 people or 500 families, whatever the case was, right? And so we're, we're collecting the money right now to build a well. The well is going to cost us around $25,000. That's the price that we got currently. We're looking to buy two to three acres of land so that we own the property where the well is being dug. And we're going to put a church there. And we're also looking at putting a school there. And so there, there, there are many opportunities for us to do these things, but we need to pray. Look at the person next to you and say, we've got to pray. And we have to believe God to give us the strategies and the wisdom to reach these areas, to make sure we're doing it in the right timing, that we have the right people in place, right? Because we don't want to waste time. We don't want to waste money. What's going to be awesome about this <coughs> is the fact that we're going to have a club here in South Africa and a club here in America. And when it comes to immigrating or it comes to getting visas to come over here, it makes things a lot easier. So we can send you over there for mission trips. We can bring people over here for training. And so you just got to pray and ask the Lord, what is my piece? How do I fit into this big vision that you have? Amen. And you say, well, I don't really want to work with children. You don't have to work with children. You can go down to the school board and take a position. You can, go, you can become a county commissioner and put some authority, some godly authority and structure into our city. Can, can I get an amen? You can fight for youth. You can fight for the cause of young people. You can start a business and say, I'm going to fund it. I'm going to become a multimillionaire, get a business up and running, and I'm going to be able to fund centers that are going to be set up in Africa. You can be involved in any way. Can I get an amen? You know what else we want to do? We want to put an Eden on the back of our property where we grow our own food. Well, if you've got green thumbs and you can grow food, I kill everything that I plant. And Mike and Selena kill everything, too. And Misty, she fries everything that she plants. It dies. It shrivels. It has no life in it. And we are agents of death when it comes to planting things in our gardens. But there are people that when they set their hand to it, they have this anointing. They know the shade and the temperature and the amount of water and what climate and what time of the year. And they can produce amazing stuff. Amen. But we want to be able to produce our own crops. We want to put in kitchens. We want a whole facility with kitchens where we not only provide food for our centers, those 100,000 meals. We've got these tiny little places. We not only want to be able to provide meals for our centers, but we can become a catering company and provide meals for every preschool and every other school in our city. It becomes a business. Everybody with me? Then we're going to also do meals for parents to take home. In the evening, you just drive by, pick up your home-cooked meal, and head on home. Grown in our gardens. 
And there's a difference between religion and the kingdom. There's a place for everyone in the kingdom. You don't have to fight to be on stage. Sorry, that was the churches that I grew up in. Everybody was fighting to be next to the pastor and be on stage. This is not about being next to the pastor. This is about being next to Jesus and walking with him and him leading you and guiding you in the assignment that he has for you. And together we're going to work together. Together we're going to work together. We're going to just do it in unity. We're going to work together in unity, and we're going to usher in the next generation into the glory of God. There's an awakening coming to this upcoming generation, and somebody has to protect that move. Somebody has to raise these kids. And I'm not going to get into parenting right now because I'll get mad. Amen. Avena, come up here. <coughs> so this is Havana Buta, Pastor Havana Buta, So awkward here. So I remember, um, you know, Missy and I were praying, and we said we really need somebody over our performing arts program, somebody that loves the Lord, right, that will pull our youth in using the arts for the kingdom of God. And we had hired several people before, but the people that we hired, they were very skilled, very talented, but it was more about taking kids to competitions than about them worshiping, right? And it's good to get the skill, but we needed the heart and the skill. And so after we had gone through our third or fourth director, we, we, Misty was praying. She was up till 3 a.m. one morning praying and saying, God, you called this program. We need the right person. And so that morning, I got an email from Havana's dad. And Havana's dad emailed me and was like, hi, all professional. Hi, Gary Butta. Uh, <laughs> in South Africa, everything's like legit professional, you know, in how you talk because it's English culture, you know. And so he was basically saying that he met my mom's best friend, and he was taking them to the airport because they were flying to Poland. And they got into a conversation about Havana and what her plans were. She was graduating her fourth year from pneumatics performing arts school in Cape Town. And she wanted to be in ministry and she wanted to be in the performing arts. And so my mom's best friend said, well, you got to get hold of Nicholas in, South, in America, because that's exactly what they do. So we had a FaceTime conversation. Misty and I had a FaceTime conversation with this girl in South Africa. And we had one conversation with her and said, well, come on over. Because the very night she was praying was the day that God answered and sent Havana to us. And I remember... I remember her getting off the plane and rocking up in Miami, you know. It's very awkward meeting some strange people that you've never met before, and now you're going to go live with them and become part of their family. And Havana's been with us three and a half years now. Can you believe it? Three and a half years. And she has made such an impact in this place, in our family, in the life of Ryzen Curry, her, her bestie. They shared a room together for three and a half years. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Come here, Riker. 
Kamiabu. And she's poured into my daughter every single day. And I don't know, just just loved on her and got her gifts working and became her best friend and ate popcorn at midnight and watched all kinds of crazy movies. And, and then what she's done with all the beaners, the Bernards, and the Performing Arts Center and laying down her life to spend quality time with each and every one of those students, working with the parents, talking them through all their issues. I would listen to three-hour conversations at home about the issues these girls are having and all the trouble with the parents and the kids and cutting each other's hair and who knows what they were doing. Getting all the drama out and all the division out to get unity in the program, to get unity between the students, developing their skills and raising them up into an army so that when we do Easter productions and Christmas productions, hundreds of parents are coming forward to give their lives to Jesus. And so Havana is going to be going back to South Africa. She's heading back Tuesday, going back on a Tuesday. And um, she's going to visit her family for a season. And then she's going to meet us in Peter Maritzburg, and she's going to help us launch the club here in South Africa. <laughs> and so she's like a missionary. She's a pure church missionary, a club pure missionary. I don't know what kind of missionary, but the next generation missionary. Amen. And so I wanted to give Havana some opportunity to just share some, some of your favorite moments, some of your crazy moments. Um, what I really want to know, Havana, is like, you know, just the journey, coming here for the first time, you know, leaving home. Stepping into it, what does it feel like to do that? Just on a whim, say, you know what, I'm packing and I'm going to America. And then how you came and what's happened in you over the last three and a half years. How are you different, if you are, at all? And just tell us a little bit about your journey. Okay. <coughs> hey, Pure Church. Um, sure. Okay. <coughs> okay. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> So um, I remember I was, like Pastor Nick said, I'll be short with this, but okay, not? Yes. <laughs> I remember being in South Africa, and I remember um, I was studying, and when my dad, it was crazy how God used my dad, too, because based on our relationship, he wasn't really, he hasn't really been, like, the faith person. It was more, that was, like, more what my mom and my relationship was like. So that God even used my dad in that sense is huge. Um, and which is really awesome because God's really just restored that. Um, but I remember when I had the FaceTime call with them, um, they were like, so <laughs> I remember Pastor Missy being like, you need to come now. And I'm like, I still have to graduate. <laughs> uh, I'll come in January. And she was like, okay, fine. And then I remember they were like, well, you have to leave everyone. And I was like, that's fine. Um, yeah, I'm coming. And that was like, I just knew in my spirit that that's, this is where I wanted to be because from a young age I would just – put America all over my room, and I would pretend to have an American accent. I would tell everyone I was American, which was a lie. I know, it's terrible. But I was really prophesying. Thank you, Jesus. 
Um, but long story short, I remember coming here in 2019, and I was so grateful that no one was human traffickers, because that was really a thought in my head. Like, I've never met these people in my life. <laughs> um, but it's really like, you don't. I mean, I remember my friends signing up for those carnival things, and like, you hear horrific stories. Like, I'm from South Africa. It's scary. <laughs> like, you hear some stuff. So that was number one huge relief that they were normal. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I don't know, my life is, like, um, <clears throat> everyone here at Pure Church has, like, literally impacted my life forever. And I really am excited for what God's going to do in this next season. You know, sometimes things happen not the way we expect them to happen. Because <laughs> trust me, I was like, heck no, I'm not going back. But um, that's real. Like, honestly, the first time I heard, I was like, no, I just came from there. Why would you send me back? You know? Um, but. I'm really excited for what God's going to do through this ministry. And I remember one of the biggest, like, this church is such a jewel. For anyone who is here now and this is your first time being here, or you've only been here for a season, you need to stick, stick it out here. Because these people are legit. <laughs> and they're very real. They tell you how it is and they hold you accountable. They teach you one of the biggest principles, how to keep your hearts clean, how to go to the cross. That's huge. That changed my life forever. Because just that principle by, my, by itself has restored my family. Restore saved my life. And I went through it twice. And I'm still going through it all the time. But, like, seriously, I'm really grateful for this ministry. And I'm going to continue to run with this ministry. Sorry, I didn't prepare anything else to say. But <laughs> I really, yeah, one of the biggest things is it's crazy because at Fire Week, when I received that encounter, I didn't realize what it was for. But now I really realize that there's an assignment that I'm going to go back. And I'm, I have huge expectations of what God's going to do in my family when I, co when I go back. Because I get a little bit of time with them before the next assignment, which is exciting. So God's just been putting specific things in my heart. And I'm really going back with boldness. I know I've changed a lot. So that's going to be interesting. Dynamics. <laughs> but it's fine. So pray for me, please, Jesus. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I'm very grateful for this ministry. And I will be back. So please don't tell me, like, I'm not coming back. I am coming back. <laughs> so, yes. So anything you want to say, babe? Yeah, you should. Because we want to honor Havana today. Amen. Yeah, I just want to say that, you know, um, Havana has made an impact on this next generation. She is what we needed. I, I was calling and crying. <laughs> I was crying out for her. And her resume came in. And I said, that's her. <laughs> no way. But he asked me to talk. You know, right before I got that word that she was going to have to go back, I read that James scripture. James 1 scripture, and it was talking about, you know, don't worry about the troubles because God is going to build your faith in this season. And I know that everything that she has started will not end. And I know that God has already raised up people. I know that he's already given us the strength. He's already given us the strategy for where we're going with the performing arts program next year. And it falls in perfect time and in perfect line for other people to pick up some elements of this to where these kids are going and what we're going to do through these kids. They're going to impact this area in this next season, in this next um, school year like they've never done before. 
they're going to truly make a huge mark on our community. We will be known for that church. And these kids are going to lead this, they're going to lead this movement that's coming. And I know that God is God Havana. I know that in the midst of me saying, no, God, you may not take her from me. I was like, I know this sounds bad, and I've had you for three and a half years, but I don't want to share you with your family. I don't want to share you with anybody. I want to keep you. I want to have you all to myself. And, um, you know, that's just not how God works. We have to share. Sharing is caring. <laughs> and um, in, the, <laughs> in the midst of what seems like trouble, God is doing something in the midst. And it's crazy because as soon as this kind of came, the other thing with South Africa unlocked at the exact same time. And I was like, wow, this is what God's doing. He's doing something beyond what we can even think, dare, imagine, or even fathom what it is. That's what God's doing in this. And even though it seems sad because we all have to say goodbye for a season, she will be back. And I'm believing before a year that she will be back. She's going to go over there. She's going to write a curriculum. God is going to use her, and it's going to prepare her for where she's going to come back and what she's going to do in the next season. And I'm excited to see what God's going to unfold in you and through you, and everything that you think you can't do, you can do. Because Christ in you will give you the wisdom to make things happen beyond your ability. I've watched it happen here and I'm, it's going to happen to a greater level. And everything that you desire will come to pass. Because the, there, you cannot serve a God who doesn't add everything to you that you want. And I know in this next season, as you're going to lay down another sacrifice and another surrender, that God is going to add to you every heart's desire you have. And we're not saying goodbye. We're saying see you later because we're going to see. I know we are talking at least once a week, right? <laughs> we, got, we have our plan together. So uh, that's it. Okay, we're going to pray for Havana. Come on. So what's getting ready to happen is everything. Now listen to this. Everything that's been poured into her in three and a half years, she doesn't know what's in her yet. Listen to me. When you're getting ready to move into a new season, you've been prepared for that season. And everything you need for that new season is already in her. So the minute she steps to take new territory, everything that she's been around, every conversation she's heard, every principle she learned, every vision she had, everything that she went through to gain experience, it's all going to work together so that she can now establish something. Because the same anointing that is on us is coming on her. And it's not, just the pre it's not just the anointing, it's the impartation that she's been sitting under to receive it. She's been in our household. She's heard every conversation. She's seen how we operate. We operate totally different than any other household. <laughs> and Havana's mom said to her, <laughs> tell, us, tell us what you mean. This is funny. <clears throat> when before I came, like South Africa is very modest and like conservative, very it's like British uh, ruling. So everyone, you know, 
It's very modest. You just use your own imagination. So anyways, my mom, when I was packing, I was like packing certain things. Obviously, it's Florida. It's hotter than South Africa. Yes, it really is hotter than South Africa. The humidity is insane. Yeah. But I remember packing and my mom was like, I wanted to bring shorts and like little crop tops. And she was like, oh, no, you're living with the pastors. That's not okay. And then I moved here and I was like, you have no idea. They're very different. <laughs> so it's a running like joke in our household. We're always like, yeah, it was funny. And I just called her and I was like, yeah, I should have bought those shorts. And you told me no. <laughs> and they're not unholy. I hope you didn't get that picture from what I just said. They're very holy. They're just very real. That's what I'm saying. They're very real people. What you see here is what they are at home. And I'm going to quickly say one thing before I, before whatever is going to happen. But <laughs> um, I just wanted to say thank you to the Currys and to the DiGiacomo's for loving me like their own. And I'm like forever, eternally grateful for you guys. And um, it's an honor to serve you. It's an honor to serve every part of your vision. And I'm going to run with full force in South Africa <laughs> for you guys and with you. I made a covenant with this house and with God and with these people. And so I'm, I'm sticking with y'all for life. I'll be back. <laughs> <clears throat> Something really interesting is all your friends, you, all of them that have been trained up and they don't know what they're doing, God's going to bring them alongside because there's going to be more centers that are going to explode in South Africa. You know it's happening, right? So all your friends that are like, I don't know, I went to school, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> don't worry, you're going to come and lead them into the things that you've been established in. Amen. So just grab her hand. Stretch your hands toward her. Father, I thank you right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, for Havana and for her life, God. And Father, for the calling and the plans and the purposes that you have for her. And Heavenly Father, I thank you that you are raising her up as a mighty leader in this generation, to lead a generation, Lord, using their talents, gifts, and abilities for the kingdom, Lord God, bringing the heart of God back into to it, Lord. And Father, we thank you that your hand is upon her, Lord. And Father, we thank you for everything that has been imparted into her, and as she's preparing to take this step back to South Africa, Lord God, I thank you that she goes back with authority and with the anointing and with the ability, God, and the skill and everything that she needs to take territory, Lord God. And Father, I thank you that you work through her in ways that she's never experienced before, Lord God. I thank you, Lord, that you will protect her that she will lack no good thing. And Father, that you have made a way for her. And Father, we are just ready to see your plans and purposes be done. And Father, we thank you that we get to do this with you. And we bless her life now. In Jesus' mighty name, I thank you for your peace, for your joy, your comfort, your strength. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Father. Amen. We love you. I just want I just want the to um I want Chris and Victory and Blade 
Stand up. Come up here. Myself. No, we're not going to talk. We're committed to you B-nerds, the four of us. You will not waver. You will not shake. You will not miss a beat. You have us, and we will be walking with you, alongside of you, and we will be here for you, and we will make a mighty, mighty impact in this next season. And we will be video chatting with Havana and telling her all of the testimonies of what God is doing. Right? So just think, look, look at this amazing team that you're going to get in this next season. It's going to take three of us to cover Havana. <laughs> because she runs so hard and strong. But it's okay. We're all taking the pieces. We're all picking it up. And you will n not even feel. And you're going to miss Havana, but what's great is we're going to see her together. She's going to be video calling us in. She's still going to be involved in choreography. She's still going to be involved in all of that stuff. And we as a team will be running with you. So I hope you're ready because we can run fast. Right? So listen, just listen to me, Beaner. Just like Havana is getting ready to step into a new position that she's been trained for, she's been training you to step into a new position. And it's time to find out what's in you. It's time to find out the three and a half years that she's been pouring into you guys, what's really on the inside of you. And you're going to be surprised to see what comes out of you, just like she's going to be surprised to see what comes out of her. Amen? And this is part of growing. This is part of growth, right? And so we're about to find out who's on the inside of you. Amen. <laughs>